Hey guys, in today's episode, I am joined by fellow raver, YouTuber, and NYU student B.B. Howell to chat about what it's like balancing school and raving and the different career paths one can have when they graduate from music business school. I am a huge fan of B.B. and I know you guys will love her as well, so let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Happy July, you guys. Summer is in full swing, and I am so excited. I'm pumped. I love hot weather. I, you know, I've been enjoying some time relaxing, just hanging out and enjoying myself, getting outside a little bit more, which I know we all want to do. I know we're all feeling a little bit restless, but anyway, I hope you all are staying happy and healthy. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Uh, before we kick things off, I wanted to just say thank you all for being so supportive of the podcast. I have been getting so much incredible feedback lately. And it seems like you guys are enjoying some of the interviews I've been having. So I'm going to keep this thing going and keep having more and more people on. Um, If you have a few seconds today, I would absolutely love it if you would do all the things. Rate and review on iTunes, subscribe, check out my YouTube channel if you guys want to watch any of the interviews. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RaveCultureCast and at Emma Capotis. And lastly, tell a friend today and make it your Instagram stories. It helps a ton when you guys do that. Tag me, tag at RaveCultureCast and I will always reshare that. So thank you for doing all the things. Uh, I really quickly wanted to say this because I didn't get to say it in the last episode, but um, I wanted to do a quick recap of how our first family Zoom call went because it was incredible. I had so much fun meeting you guys face to face, like putting names to faces and just chatting with you. Um, for any of you who don't know, we had our first Zoom call at this point, it was almost two weeks ago. It was on oh gosh Friday the whatever I forget now the date but it was you know with our Facebook group fam so if you guys aren't already a part of that click the link down below and go join the Facebook group you guys it's such an incredible community of people we've been having tons of conversations about the podcast and just other EDM and festival related topics in general and you guys will get the first like sneak peeks at things I'm always posting polls and questionnaires and um, all of the information for the Zoom call was in there and that's where I planned it. So it was awesome. We had almost, I think it was two hours. It was a Friday night. I mean, it was good just to like kick back, have a drink with everyone, talk to you guys, um, get some feedback. You guys had awesome ideas for future episodes. And I ran a couple surprises by the group that was on that call that only they will know about for the time being until you guys know about them. Um, so yeah, so I just wanted to say thank you because just like hearing your stories and meeting you and talking to you, like just reminded me why I do all of this and we truly have the most incredible community. So I just had to say that because this is like a family to me and I truly mean that. So I will hopefully be doing another one this summer. I'm thinking possibly in August, but, um, I will post polls and we will figure out a date and a time so that more people can join the next one. But it was a pretty packed crowd, which was fucking incredible. (laughs) So I just had to say that. Um, Next, I'm going to get into our listener of the week here. I am completely out of nominations, you guys. I know it's summer and everybody's busy, but 
send me a DM or an email to raveculturecast at gmail.com. And I will gladly shout out anybody you guys want me to. Um, Usually it's other listeners of the podcast, but it can be anybody. It can be your rave fam, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, child, whoever that you want to celebrate. And um, just send me a message as to why we're shouting them out. So this week I picked my own and I this was a special one. So I wanted to shout out Dominic at D underscore Damo. A lot of people call him Damo. Okay, so first of all, Damo, what an incredible person he is. Like he he's always been in touch with me. He's very supportive of myself, my content, this podcast, very interactive, like always has something to say and always contributes posts to other Facebook groups I'm in. He's a part of the Lunchbox fam and He went above and beyond recently. He helped set up an interview for this podcast um, for me to interview this incredible DJ duo, the Disco Godfathers, uh, which I actually just had this past week, and it went incredible. They are the nicest, most genuine guys. I cannot wait for you to hear that conversation. It was awesome. So, Damo, thank you so much for going out on a limb, contacting them, setting that up. It was really thoughtful and very much appreciated. And everybody will benefit from it because they will all hear that interview. So I just had to shout you out as our listener of the week. Yeah, it's just, it's really incredible getting to know you. And I really appreciate your support and appreciate you being a part of this family. So everybody go show some love to at D underscore Damo, our listener of the week. Okay, I finally have some new upcoming submissions for you guys to write in for. So get excited. (laughs) I definitely have way more um, interviews back to back because I'm really enjoying doing those but you can now start sending in uh, submissions for the new topic. I want to hear your craziest festival stories. This is like the shit you can't make up. Like what is the craziest thing you've seen or done or been a part of or just witnessed it? Whatever. The craziest shit that you've ever seen at a festival I want to know all the stories. Um, I definitely have some like locked away in my memory that I'm going to be bringing up. Uh, It'll it'll just be a really fun episode. Things are going to get a little wild, a little bit not suitable suitable for work, which is totally fine. We we like going there on this podcast. So again, um, for craziest festival stories, email raveculturecast at gmail.com. That's raveculturecast at gmail.com with your submissions. Yeah, and then we're going to be getting into that in a few weeks. So very excited for that topic. All right, let's just jump right into my quick intro to our guest today, and then we're going to get into the conversation because it's a a bit of a longer one. But first and foremost, I cannot wait to introduce you guys here to B.B. Howell. Where does my story go back with B.B.? So B.B. was a subscriber to my YouTube channel, and then I had the pleasure of meeting her at Electric Zoo and then EDC Orlando last year. It feels like I've met her way more times than that. I know she's on the East Coast. She goes to school at NYU, which I'm going to talk about. But I guess it's just like when you interact with someone so much, like on a weekly basis, a few times a week, you feel like you know them so well. I'm sure BB listening understands. But yeah, I feel like I've met her in person way more times than that. But um, I'm really excited for you guys to hear the interview here. Uh, she is a fellow raver, as I mentioned. She is a YouTuber and a student at NYU studying music business. What else? BB. Like, you, if you go watch her YouTube videos, I will link uh, her channel down below. Her personality shines through her content. She is, like, the perfect combination of, like, super chill but also super sassy, so funny. 
I, I just love like everything about her um, and her content makes me laugh. And it's, you know, of course, about EDM and festivals. She's got some cool rave fashion in there. And I truly enjoy her taste in music. That's one of the best things about her. She is very, very big on melodic bass. She's a big Slander and Seven Lions fan. Um, she does these videos where she gives monthly song recommendations on her channel. So definitely go check those out. I always discover uh, some good new music through her. So that's sort of like a, a feeling for her content. Um, but today we are going to talk a lot about being a student and balancing that with raving and also going to music festivals. And again, like I just thought it'd be really interesting to talk to somebody who is a music business major. One, because that's such a cool degree. I wish I had like a minor in that or maybe like I had gone to school for that because I think that's so interesting. And NYU, obviously incredible school. So and perfect place to be for music besides LA. So you know, I have had some requests in the past to talk to college students and talk a little bit more about, you know, how to manage everything. And obviously, I haven't been in college for quite a few years, so I thought it would be great to have her on. I completely understand that this does not apply to the current state of the world we're in right now. I know it's not timed correctly but you know what I hope you guys still find this helpful and informational we're gonna have shows come back at some point everyone's gonna be back in school at some point so I, I do think it's still really important conversation and just hear BB out because she's got a lot of incredible things to say so uh, I know you guys are gonna love her go give her a follow subscribe and show her some love at BB underscore Howell and with all that being said please welcome to the podcast BB. Okay, welcome to the podcast. I am so happy to have you here. This is way overdue. So welcome. And to kick things off, I would just love to do a quick intro to you. So, uh, you know, the usual awkward introduction, where are you from, how old you are, uh, what you do, and when did you get into the festival scene? Yeah, so I'm Bibi. I'm 21. I'm originally from New Jersey. That's where I grew up mostly, but I live in New York City now because I go to NYU. I study music business and I started festival going actually two years as of yesterday because I got the Snapchat memories from GovBall 2018. So I was like, wow, it's my two-year festival anniversary. But yeah, I started going to festivals then and I have not stopped since. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, that's a good, I feel like that's a good uh, local one to like get your feet wet and sort of like check out how everything's going to be because it's it's pretty tame, but yeah, you know, were you... New York, New Jersey, everyone's first festival is GovBall. Yeah, mixed genre, so you get a little bit of everything, but definitely skews on the younger side. (laughs) Okay, I definitely want to ask you some questions today about what you're studying, because I I had some requests in the past, too, just to talk to people who are students and who, like, rave and go to festivals. Obviously, given the situation, it's a little different because no one's, one, no one's in school. It's about to be summer, but I still think you could speak to that experience a little bit. But, you know, also want to talk about your YouTube channel. So, you know, content creator here. Lots, you got lots of things going on, girl. <laughs> I got a lot. How, uh, I a lot of different areas. 
Yeah, we got a lot to go over, but um, how has quarantine been so far for you? Um, It's been interesting. I was abroad this semester, so I was supposed to be in Europe until May, but Mm -hmm. here we are back at my parents' house for the best. (laughs) Oh, man, yeah. Um, So it's been interesting. I mean, I'm kind of trying to look at it positively because I'm always the kind of person who's like, God, I wish I just could get a break from everything, like Mm -hmm. from work and whatnot, and now I finally have it, and I'm like, okay, I don't really want it anymore, but I'm going to yeah. make the most of it because I always complain about it. So yep. it's been fine. I've been finding like new hobbies and things to do. I always complain that like, for example, I don't have enough time to read. So now I have time to read and do things mm-hmm. like that. So it's not like the worst thing in the world, but I do miss New York and I miss my friends and I miss festivals. So yeah, I know. It, it's so tough. And yeah, you actually were going to have like a pretty busy semester. How many more years of school do you have left? I'm graduating in December. So this was my second. Okay. So you were going to do the full semester sort of doing like, well, where were you based out of? So I was based in London and okay. I was just going to travel everywhere, but. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I don't want to like go in on you, but you were going to do Tomorrowland winter, which hopefully you'll get to go do that at one one day. Cause that's one like that I don't think has been covered that much since it's so new. I know. I was super excited to go to it, honestly, because like no one has really, I feel like it's not really Mm -hmm. one that a lot of Americans go to. It's very much a European type festival. So Mm -hmm. I was super excited. I, my flight back to America was literally like three days before it was supposed to happen. So (sighs) I was heartbroken but it's it's such a cool festival. I definitely want to do it in the future. Like I'd go back to do it. So yeah, I was gonna say we definitely we will be able to travel one day. Like you're so young, you will definitely get to do like all of these things. But it doesn't change the fact that like it totally changed your plans and your life and like what's going on. Like as it's affected everybody, which is crazy. But I'm glad you got out of there before you <laughs> would have been permanently Me stuck. Too. I mean, I got home like two, three days before the travel ban happened. So I got mm. so, so lucky. Thank God. Jeez. Well, talk to me a little bit about what you're in school for. Cause I think this is such a cool deg- degree and I'm curious, like what made you want to go into like NYU for that? Yeah. I have always known that I wanted to work in the music industry. It's just like the one thing I've been consistently passionate about, like over mm. many, many years. And like, I grew up a musician, so I was always super interested in like the business side of it. And like, my dad was in the industry when he was around my age. So I always hear his Mm. stories and like, I'm just so intrigued by it all. So when I found like a music business school is still a very like new concept and it's starting to become like a big thing, even though like the program at NYU has been around for a while, like now people are really starting to use it and take advantage of it. Um, So when I found out that NYU had a music business program, like I immediately, that was my top school. That was my top choice, especially just like being in New York for college. And like, it's such a hub for the industry. I just knew Mm -hmm. that it was the right place to be. So yeah, I started in 2017. I'm now, I just finished my junior year and it's basically business school, but also you have to take a little bit of music training just Mm -hmm. because I feel like it it helps you relate to artists more and kind of like speak their language, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So you have business school, you take the music classes, and then you actually take like specialization courses. So you have like Mm -hmm. concert management, music publishing, um, international music business, like music in the media. So you just learn like basically every facet of the industry because you would think it's already a very niche degree, like music business, but there are 
so many things you can do in the music industry. Like you can go into management, you can go into A&R, publishing, like touring. There's so many different things you can do. So they basically just train us to understand every aspect of it and then become really versatile. And then through the four years, you kind of just narrow down what you want your focus Mm -hmm. to be. And then you start interning and, you know, you just kind of figure out what path you want to go down. And everyone does something different too. Like so many of my friends are doing such different things. Like I have friends who work at the major labels. I have friends who are just working at like boutique agencies in New York and like Mm -hmm. booking at small venues in New York. Like everyone has their one thing that they really want to do, which is, it's really cool. Everyone's super passionate. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, when you say that, I mean, I think that degree is fascinating. One of my best friends went into communication, but she wanted to do that degree. And it is interesting. You don't think about like all the aspects that are like completely different. Like you just mentioned booking artists. I like completely forgot about that versus like being a tour manager, being a personal assistant. And then would would they cover event production? Like working for festivals too or is that totally separate festivals not so much I did take concert management and our like literally mm-hmm. our final project was we had to book a show in New York we had to oh, like wow. venues and book an artist to play somewhere so that is like a whole other it's live music is like a whole other playing field area yeah and I feel like festivals we we do learn a little bit about one of our professors was like very involved in festivals and touring when he was big in the industry so Mm -hmm. Uh, I took a couple of his classes, learned about it through there, but I think it's going to become something that's like more focused. Like there's definitely Mm -hmm. courses on festivals because now it's such a huge market and it just grows and grows and grows. So I think that there will be more on it, but for now, like I just learned basic concert management. I wish I had a class all about festivals. That would be awesome. But I guess you're getting your fix on the side too. Exactly. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so what excites you the most? Do you kind of, have you narrowed it down a little bit or do you like a little of everything? So I basically, I did a lot of internships and work in digital marketing and I enjoyed that, but I always found that like with one internship I had, I always loved doing the electronic clients the most. Like Mm -hmm. I loved working on those projects the most. And I was like, okay, if I put that much energy into that and like EDM is what I follow so closely and I just love the genre so much, then like Mm -hmm. I need to do something in EDM. So now I'm at the point where I'm sort of like narrowing down what I can do within the dance music industry. So Mm -hmm. I've just been like talking to a lot of people and obviously right now is such a weird time and like festivals and event production to do with EDM. Like that's kind of out the window as far as opportunities go. But I've just been like, reaching out to a lot of people. Music industry is a lot like who you know. So mm-hmm. I have a lot of like mutuals that I've talked to and just been like, hey, can I pick your brain and like learn about what you do? Right. And a lot of insight. And there really is so much that you can do within dance music, mm-hmm. um, whether it be like label management or like publishing, or you can go into live. So I think mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like I really am interested in festivals and live event production, but at the same time, I really am interested in A&R, which stands for Artists and Repertoire. It's basically um, you help discover new artists and like bring them opportunities okay. and build their brand and basically like oversee the development of their career. And I feel like okay. I would enjoy that because I love discovering like smaller artists mm-hmm. just on an everyday basis anyways. Right, and right. We're excited when they start to gain traction. So I feel like that would be something that I'd love to do. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. I love your, uh, I just was watching your May playlist video yesterday and I was like writing down some of the songs that you were recommending. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is so good. You mentioned, um, 
I think it was a melodic bass producer out of like somebody, I think you said went to NYU Shanghai or yeah. Shanghai or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. This is why I love Twitter. Like I get so many DMs <laughs> all the time. They're like, you go to NYU, I go to NYU or I live in New York. And this That's guy awesome. reached out to me and he was like, yeah, I saw NYU music biz in your bio. Like I'm in the mm. same program, but I'm at the Shanghai campus and like I make music like here it is. And I checked it out and it was just so cool. Like there's yeah. all these little producers that you don't know about. It's awesome. Well, and that, I mean, you definitely, obviously, like, one, you're in New York, and two, NYU, which, like, obviously looks so great on your resume, but that definitely is going to open so many doors for you as well, like, in the business. Like, how big are your classes? It depends. For the music business one specifically, the program's so small, so the classes oh, it is okay. like, 20 people, 25 mm. people, <clears throat> but then, like, the basic business classes and all the core stuff is, like, mm. general like typical lecture halls um but it's nice because the music business ones are really small so um gotcha. you get to know everyone really well and it's even good to just like be networking with each other so would you be it sounds like you'd be more interested in like staying in one place and like working for one big company versus somebody who like tours with an artist and is like traveling all the time or would you like to do something like that I'm sort of open to anything at this point. Like I love traveling, so mm -hmm. I would love to go on tour and experience that at some point just because I think it's a really interesting experience and mm -hmm. a lot can be learned from it. But um, I definitely will be in a city. Like I'm, for music business, the only places we can really live and work are New York, LA, and Nashville. Maybe mm -hmm. Miami if you're doing like dance music or Latin music. Okay. But I'm kind of like, th those are your options and that's it. Right. I was so. going to ask you about LA too. Like if that's been on your radar, are you a big New York person? I, it's so hard because like, <laughs> oh, New York, it's just such a culture that like you mm -hmm. love it, but you hate it. But as soon as you leave it, you got to go yep. back to it. Like yep. every time I've gone somewhere else or visited other cities, I'm like, okay, this is cool, but I miss New York. I got to go back. Mm -hmm. But it's tough because LA is where majority of dance music is. And I've mm -hmm. had a lot of people tell me, like, if you want to do EDM, you have to move to LA. Okay. And I, I definitely see that. Like, it is more prevalent there than it is here. But mm -hmm. it's so hard. I'm like, oh, I'm such a New Yorker <laughs> at heart that, like, I can't. The thought of living in LA honestly kind of scares the shit out of me. Like, yeah. people scare me sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I feel the same way. Like, if you're from around here, I think it just feels, like, more foreign to us because we're used to, like, the fast pace of everything. But I was also going to say I've had friends who have, like, moved places and, like, lived in Miami for two years and came back here. And, like, you know, I know other friends who went out there and stayed out there. So, I mean, you're so young in your career. You never know what it'll take you and you can always go to an opportunity and you can always come back too so you know yeah I always say my friends say the same thing they're like we know no matter where you go you're gonna end up back in New York we <laughs> I was like you're probably right <laughs> yeah I mean and like best of both worlds is to get something that like allows you maybe to go to like a couple places and travel as a part of your job which would be really cool so that would be awesome awesome you're in the right industry and you get to have friggin zoom calls where Post Malone pops in <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> I will never forget. That was the craziest thing ever. We just have so many weird things like that. Like we have Post Malone crashing our Zoom. That was a surprise too. They just made us sign like a non not a non-disclosure, a um release form so that we okay. they could post anything that we were in. No pun intended. That's so funny. And, um, <laughs> they were, and everyone, no one knew who it was. Like normally one person knows if they like work for the program and they like tell mm. people, but no one knew. And then we were all on the Zoom and all of a sudden like he just 
popped out of nowhere. And I was like, is that? <laughs> I like looked closer. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I would freak out. Especially because okay. it's like video. So it's almost yeah. like, like obviously you're you're talking to someone, but there is this like a little bit of disconnect. So I think I'd be like, I'm sorry, what? What the fuck? You should have seen someone recorded the Zoom and like I they sent it out to all of us, and I watched back, and you just watched everyone's jaw just drop. <laughs> it's the funniest thing ever. Wait, so have you done? Well, you, I think you said you did some internships. Do you have to do any more? Are you pretty so? Good? <laughs> here's my quarter life crisis right now. I have to do <laughs> more to graduate, but okay. they're all sort of getting canceled, postponed, left mm-hmm. and right because of COVID. So I was like hoping to have one this summer and preferably in LA because I wanted it to be in dance mm-hmm. music and like get some sort of experience under my belt with that. But now like LA shut mm-hmm. down, you know, no one really wants to hire someone remote on the East Coast. Like it's a whole mess. Um, companies are like right. slowing people left and right. So, you know, I kind of have to wait out this summer and then just see if things start to reopen in the fall, hopefully get something mm-hmm. in New York and then that'll be my last internship and then I'm done with school, which is really weird and scary. (laughs) Would something as far as like working for social media for a company even count? Like if it's music related? Yeah, I did. One of my internships was in digital marketing, but like specifically their social media department. Hmm. And um, I've done like social media for a few other companies, just whether it's like freelance and I pick it up or they like hire me part-time just because that's another one of my like niches. Like I just... Hmm like rebranding people's socials and like telling older people how to use social media. Yeah. Uh, That's, that's actually like a very common job, like labels management, like they need someone to run their social media, especially Mm -hmm. now where it's such a big thing and there's all these platforms that are growing. It's right. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. I feel like you'll definitely find something and it's, it's been interesting to see some of these like pop-up events, like the drive-in raves and then obviously like all the live, live streaming stuff. So I'm very curious to see how it goes. And I wouldn't be surprised if like one or two festivals squeezes in in 2020. We'll have to see, I guess. Fingers are crossed for EDC Orlando because I feel like (laughs) that's like the furthest one away. And it's Mm -hmm. in a state where things are not so chaotic. Like electric zoo is not going to happen because... No way in hell. Yeah. I don't want to speak that into the universe, but like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. But like Florida is a different story. So. Well, we'll definitely have to see. And I mean, as far as like other stuff go with you, how's everything going with YouTube channel? Ooh, YouTube is really fun. <laughs> I've honestly used this time to my advantage and just to mm-hmm. put more work into it. Cause during school, like I, I did pick it up just as like a hobby and sort of passion projects, but then mm-hmm. as time went on and like it started to grow more, I was like, Hmm, I actually kind of like doing this a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been, you know, brainstorming a lot more ideas. It's hard right now because a lot of my ideas were around festivals and now we mm-hmm. don't have them. But right. I like it because it's forcing me to get creative and think of like very new things to do that are outside of the festival space or like specific festival space, like when planning for them. So mm-hmm. it's been like, I don't know. It's been kind of a fun challenge. You just have to look at it that way. You just can't yeah. <laughs> it, it seriously is. Yeah. Like I feel, I mean, nobody knew this was going to come. And like, I think at the beginning it was sort of not like a pity party, but you're just sort of like, why the fuck is this happening? Like this is, this is literally fucking up all of our plans. Like what the hell? And like, as a content producer, you have to completely rethink about everything. And now that time has gone on, it's more than just like, 
a short period of time. It's like, okay, how do you keep your channel alive? How do you still be creative? How do you still have fun with it? Um, and I, I was enjoying uh, your repurposing your old dance outfits. I was just going to talk about that. <laughs> that was one of the things where I was like, I sat down and was like, what can I do that's like very mm-hmm. original? No one's done, but it's it's still relevant and it'll still gain yep. some traction. And I was like decluttering my closet because that's been one of my favorite things to do during this. Yep. And I found this stupid bin with so many. <laughs> They're so ugly. But I was like, they have the basic structure to be something. Mm-hmm. So let's do something. And I have a couple more that there's going to be another video coming with them because the first one was awesome. kind of easy. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the ideas that I've had that I think people actually really liked. People responded well to it. So yeah, that's awesome to see. No, it is. It's like, I mean, it's still our interest and stuff like that. It's just, you know, it's hard to keep people's attention on the festival stuff because they're like, I'm not clicking on it because it's not really like top of my mind. But when there are other ways to talk about like the rave community or like getting creative, I think that's still interesting um, to people. And I, I was going to ask you, I forgot to ask you before, but yeah, how was attending festivals like while you were in school? Like, how did you balance that? Ooh, I... <laughs> I'm lucky because I'm in music business where like a mm-hmm. lot of professors do understand. Um, like I remember my one professor was from Miami and like the day oh, wow. they flew home from Ultra, I literally got on a plane like first flight out Monday morning and I went mm-hmm. to class same day, which was yep. like, I've learned to do <laughs> it. Like I've done it a few times now, but it's still the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. Um, but I remember I literally walked in, I had like glitter all over my face and I, you know, in any other class, you'd probably get in trouble if you walked in late with like all this fucking shit on your face. But he was like, yeah. And, and, and so, <laughs> he was like, I know where you're coming from. Like, you're good. Like a yep. lot of them are, are, are lenient with that. And like, yeah, I'm really lucky where I'm able to like email my professors and say, Hey, like I can't come to class this Thursday. Mm-hmm. Actually, going to this festival and like yada 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 I make content about it etc and they're like oh my god have fun <laughs> like that's awesome I'm, I'm definitely really lucky but it did I think fall semester was like the busiest that it got and I definitely had to learn to balance things like there was one week mm-hmm. where I did EDC Orlando and again first flight out Monday morning tragic oh, man work at nine worked until I think it was like two or three and then went to class from like three to six. Mm-hmm. And I got home. I was like, I, I want to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I literally, that was Monday. And then I had Tuesday, Wednesday of work. And then Thursday I had to fly to Atlanta because my professor was taking us to this festival that she booked and she wanted us. Oh to my God. Behind the scenes. So I literally did EDC and then had two days back in New York and then had to fly to Atlanta and do a whole other. Jeez. Ooh, but that's when I learned like time. <laughs> and that's also honestly yeah. like, yeah, it sucked, but I did learn that I kind of liked like the rush of it and the fast-pacedness to it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I I I like traveling a lot, and I like kind of being a workaholic. It's a blessing and a curse. But yeah, um, that that week definitely taught me that like, okay, this is really fun, but I need mm-hmm. to learn how to like take care of myself in order to do it. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah, and like it's the amount that you do it as well. Like it's a good in small doses, and then you need like a couple months off, <laughs> get yeah. in between oh, all of definitely, that. Definitely, definitely. That's crazy. Yeah. I always wonder, cause I, I get questions a lot of the time of like people asking, like, how do you manage it? And I, I, I can only pull on my own like situations that I've been in. And like I, in high school, well, not even high. Yeah. Like in college, 
I went to festivals, but they were still like pop punk festivals. And there was one that I went to like 10 years in a row at the Meadowlands. Um, Meadowlands or City Field? It was Meadowlands, I think. And it was like a rock concert, but it was a three-day festival. And it was the end of May every single year. And so when I got into college, that was literally always finals weekend. My mom wanted to kill me. She's like, you cannot go to this. You have finals. And I was like, yeah, okay, mom, I'm going to study. Bye. (laughs) Every single year. And yeah, my parents were just like so annoyed with me, but I was like, I don't really care. Like this is like tradition for me. I go every year and I'll just find a way to study, like study around it. So if, you know, if you're passionate about it, you will make it happen. (laughs) My parents think that I'm psycho. Like when I say that I'm flying out, like I'm going to class and work all day Thursday and then flying out and then doing a festival and then flying home at 6am on Monday. They're like, are you going to grow out of it? Or are you just going to (laughs) keep? Honestly, I don't think I am. Like, especially that I've learned how to manage everything. I definitely, definitely, I have to say, I learned my lesson with my first EDM festival, which was ultra Mm. um, because I got so sick after that weekend. Like I just didn't Mm -hmm. know how to take care of myself because it is like a big physical strain on your body. Like, you need to be taking care of yourself and mm-hmm. your health. And I was so sick when I came home. I literally had to, my parents, I couldn't even get on the train at Penn Station to like come back. So oh, no. my dad literally drove like an hour and 15 minutes into the city to come pick oh, my me up at my, my apartment building because I was just so sick. And I had to stay at home for the whole week and like go to urgent care and like do all this. I was oh, like, no. dumb bitch week. It's literally dumb Blue. bitch week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I no, learned, but it's true. Like, yeah everyone everyone has to go through it like it's and it's different every time like as I've gotten older like I can't do that as much anymore because this past year I did it for two festivals I flew back and went straight to work and like literally never again like don't recommend it 10 out of 10 do not do that but for bigger festivals like I I had always done this pretty much since the beginning for EDC Las Vegas every year I always take off at least a day after if not two days after if you can get away with that but it's just such a big toll on your body. And that one in particular just fucks your sleep pattern up so badly. Like wow. you really need the day. So we would always stay until Tuesday and we would sleep all day Monday. And then if we felt up to it, we would go out Monday. I think we only did that once or twice after <laughs> five years. For the last three years, we did not go out. But like we enjoyed Vegas and like went and did other things. And then Tuesday, you're more recovered and you can fly home. So I always like recommend doing that and maybe if it's a smaller local festival you'll probably be fine but if you're flying anywhere don't recommend going straight to school or work it's so hard because so many of them like being from new york new jersey we have to fly Mm -hmm. to most of them like all we got to zoo man like you can i drove down to moonrise last year but like Okay. That's all we got. Everywhere else we got to fly. And yet, like, a lot of my friends live in Miami. So, like, for Ultra mm-hmm. and Orlando, like, they just drove home and, like, could sleep in their oh own gosh. beds. Yeah. And, like, can't relate. <laughs> I know. It must be so nice. But what can we expect from you, like, content-wise coming up on the YouTube channel? Like, I think you mentioned before other hobbies outside of um, raving. Would you ever do anything else or do you think you'd keep it pretty... I've been Close. really into shuffling lately. I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out how I can sort of work that into content because I, I, all my friends have been like texting me and they're like, how the fuck did you learn? Like, what are you watching? And I'm like, honestly, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I've just been watching a lot of videos. So now I'm like, well, maybe I can make my own video, like explaining like right. the I've had. So I want to sort of incorporate shuffling in a way. And then mm-hmm. I am trying to focus a little bit more on my blog just because um, at the end of the day, like I love everything to do with rave culture like the fashion festivals everything but at Mm -hmm. the end of the day like I always want my content to be about the music so I'm like coming up with a lot of new series to do on the blog like 
every week I've started doing like new music Friday picks and I like link all the mm-hmm. songs that I liked best that day. And like I do um, up and coming artist posts. Like I did one for Tribecta a little while ago and now he's like really grown. So show mm-hmm. Um, but yeah I just like I like focusing on the music and like Mm -hmm. sharing that with people and I would love 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 to do some sort of like my friends call me the walking encyclopedia of EDM because there's just so many subgenres that I feel like you don't know unless you're like so deep into this Mm -hmm. and so I would love to do like some sort of content about like breaking down the genres but like you know from experience like Mm -hmm. Will tear each other to shreds <laughs> defending the subgenres, yeah. and I'm like, well, at the end of the day, like, okay, so like, correct me a little bit, and then let's move mm-hmm. on. But people will like tear you to shreds if you say that, like, this is this isn't house, this is base house. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> honestly, well, one, I think you nailed. Like, I think those are all great ideas, and I think you nailed it with like upcoming artists because I don't think enough people do content. So like that, I could totally see like being a niche thing for you to focus on. Cause like I was talking to Vibe with Aid recently about it. I was like, I haven't been discovering new people lately. I've been listening to the same, which is totally fine. But I, I try to do like new music every Friday as well. And it's, it's hard to sometimes like push yourself to like just yeah. listen to some new it's, people but it's also like the algorithms of Spotify like on your release mm-hmm. radar I always find that I don't really get small artists on there like I'll maybe get a mm-hmm. couple every week but I did like I had to start a Twitter thread one day because I was like I feel so guilty for only supporting big artists during this time like mm-hmm. streaming is right now more important than ever so like let's start a thread like drop me all your favorite small artists and yeah genre I just want to find new people and some people literally sent me some dubstep artists that now I can't stop listening to and they're not Mm -hmm. that well known they're so small so I'm like god if there's like this these people like for all the other genres there's so many small artists that probably I haven't even found yet like I need to find them yeah (laughs) the the algorithms of Spotify like they don't help they always push the big artists and I'm like I want the smaller ones yeah no it's it's definitely so true and I feel like doing these live streams I think have helped a little bit just to like see who's out there and like what they're doing and then we did like a lunchbox fam festival and they like it was mainly like the team like pulling together people they knew and I actually found like a couple people just through that and it was really nice because everyone was so young and stuff like that and I was like it is really cool just to see people you don't always watch all the time like throwing down on this festival (laughs) just on twitch so that was like good to see person who played for like 12 seven hours or something oh my god I think that that was Chad oh god I I don't want to butcher his name hold on I think his his name was Chad of course (laughs) yeah I love that I remember I like woke up and someone posted in one of the lunchbox things they were like all right so someone's still going on the live stream no yeah so he literally played until the morning like like into the afternoon almost oh yeah Chad Locke Mm, okay Yes, yeah, so funny. But I like um we actually had this guy Celo S E E L O. Yes. Um he's good. Yeah, he yeah. was really good. And he's on Spotify with almost like he's still underground I would say, but I think he has like 90,000 streams, so he's still getting up there and had like something on ABGT, I think. So and Juna fam, shout out. Um, yeah. Is there anything else going on that you want to plug or that you're really excited about right now or like what's your focus on? Oof. I'm trying to like, I guess I'll put this idea out there and see if mm-hmm. I really want to put something on my blog, like some sort of page where it's submissions 
and any mm-hmm. artist can submit their music or any person can submit an artist that they really like and they've been listening to. So I would love to get that feature going because I feel mm-hmm. like that's also a good way to highlight small artists. Yeah. And I just, I want to definitely, I love my YouTube to death. It's literally my passion project, but like, I'm really trying to focus on my blog right now. Not awesome. be, only because it's a bet. I feel like it's a better platform for talking about music. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's debatable, but mm-hmm. um, I also feel like it's been honestly useful for me in like conversations and getting jobs, which I never really thought about. But like mm-hmm. I recently applied to a job and I had my friends like in the music business program look over my resume and like my cover letter and stuff. And they were like, why aren't you talking about your blog or your YouTube? Like it was for an EDM position too. And they were mm-hmm. like, why would you not put any of that on there? And I was like, I don't know. Cause I get, I get I'm <laughs> just like professional enough to put in a, in a job application. I don't know, but do it. Yeah. yeah, I did. And it was it was a conversation on the call that I had with the person. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've just been really focusing, I think, on rebranding my blog. So if anyone wants to go check that out, bbhowell.com, we do fun things on there. So yeah, that's... I was going to say, drop your URL. Yes. So we know bbhowell.com. Okay, awesome. No, I, I remembered what I was going to say to you too about the EDM genres. I was going to say, I don't... I would never tell anyone to like not go for it because like you know what you're talking about. And I think if you just do your research and use the right clips like you'll be fine there are always going to be snobs no matter what who are going to think they're right whatever like that you just kind of have to get past but I was going to say if anything it was the biggest learning experience I've, I've probably had on my channel video wise because again you just literally never know which one of your videos like might happen to go like shoot up that high and looking back on it that taught me more about the genres because I definitely used the wrong clip somewhere and the way I edited it fucked it up because I made it sound like drum and bass was a subgenre of dubstep, which I obviously know that it is not. And a million people have yelled at me now about that. I'm like, I'm aware. My inner bass is like, woo. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like I edited it wrong, but at the same time, like it, in the past year it's been out has just propelled me to like learn so much more about subgenres. So I always talk about like maybe dabbling with a part two, but you just really, I mean, I think it's just one of those things you'd really have to do the research beforehand you have to do a lot of research and I do think you do just have to go for it because there there are always Mm -hmm. people who are going to be ruthless on the internet Um, yeah I remember someone commented on one of my lineup videos and YouTube literally flagged it and took it down because it was so mean oh my god that's something like because I said Fisher was house like Mm. on lineups and they were like Fisher is not house like he's crap blah 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 I was like okay that's okay, but he is house, but like Fisher's house, like that's not debatable. You're like, I'm not debating with you. (laughs) Blow people's eardrums out. (laughs) I'm not, yeah. I feel you with like the, you have the one thing that blows up. I put out a tweet like a couple months ago, I want to say, and Mm -hmm. it ended up getting posted on like every single EDM page and like (laughs) and everything. And basically what I said was, I love like everything that EDM's doing right now with the live streams and like donating all the money. Like we've raised so Mm -hmm. much fucking money. I think I tweeted it like right after Digital Mirage ended. I was like, Mm -hmm. literally like what, $250,000 in three days. Like everyone's coming together there's so many live streams every day and I put a little you know at the end I was like I don't see any other genre going this hard and I just you know and people oh god it blew up and I had so many people ripping it to like people were in the comments they were like well Garth Brooks had a country stream the other night and it broke oh my god okay (laughs) people were like well you just don't listen to other genres of music 
And I'm like, oh my God. Well, I'm in school for this, so I'm forced to pay attention to everything. <laughs> like the only person in the program who is like EDM only. Mm-hmm. So I am forced to like be aware of every other genre. So yes, I do see all of them. But right. We're like, oh my God, like all these EDM kids, like get off your high horse, blah, blah, blah. But like, I know every genre like is doing something, but I'm just saying, I think we're going the hardest. Like there's like this mm-hmm. like, master list of live streams on some link on a website somewhere. And there was one day where I was scrolling through them and there was like, I don't know, like 60 artists playing that night. Yeah. I was like, you can't tell me that we're not doing the most. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, we are. We definitely are. I completely agree with you. And like, listen, our, the EDM community lends itself to this. Hello. Like we're, they're DJing. So it's, it's right. and I guess arguably also- one of the easiest things to set up. Um, some go above and beyond with their setups, but like, yeah, of course, if you're not going to put together a whole fucking band or something like that, like that takes way more time. And I mean, yeah. how much could like Ariana Grande or like a pop singer really get on and do a live stream? Like they're just at such another level of right. notoriety that like, I don't think they'll be just popping in every now on Twitch to do that. So we're lucky that this is the yeah. genre that we're into. <laughs> yeah. And people were like, oh God, it literally like I woke up, I don't have my Twitter notifications on and I woke up and mm-hmm. it had like 3000 likes and then it just kept going up and up. I was like, okay, this isn't going to be good. Oh <laughs> no. Like when things go to normie Twitter, it gets bad. Yeah. <laughs> but I get like same thing. I, I learned from that, even though I mm-hmm. still by the statement. But yeah, I just think all the live streams to speak on that quickly, like it really does show how much I think we all care about the music, like mm-hmm. at its core, because all these artists just will hop on like for an hour on Instagram. Like Subtronics is doing that a lot. Seven Lions is doing so many. Mm-hmm. Like they just want to play. Like I don't know. I, I love seeing how everyone's coming together on it. And like the insomniac live streams it's like every single one they do it just gets more and more well produced like yeah the vegas one when they Crazy. showed that up with like all the lights and the lasers i was like y'all snapped i'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. like it keeps the stages better, better it'll just be interesting to see how it continues and like once shows return like if any people will continue because i know their schedules were originally so busy but i i've been enjoying them i like getting some new music out there it's fun yeah, I've been I've been liking the live streams. There's a lot of small artists playing them too, which mm-hmm. has been like Digital Mirage. There was so so many, and so many people didn't know Nerco, and then Nerco played, and I just was refreshing. blew up. Yeah, I was yep. refreshing my Twitter feed, and everyone's like, "Who the fuck is this? Like, who's Nerco?" And I was like, "Yes, like y'all been speaking <laughs> on him for so long. Like he's so good." So yep. I'm glad that a lot of them are like gaining him and like Trivecta too with the Ophelia streams. It's been really mm. awesome. Yeah, it's cool. I, I love um, Gesture, too. He's just one of my favorite people to watch because he's so entertaining and so fun. And, like, Insomniac has been putting him on so many of their streams, and it's, like, been awesome to see that. I know. Yeah, his, I, I saw him on a recent – was it EDC that he, he was, was on? EDC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I watched that one. I was like, damn, he's really fun. And I remember that yeah. he was on the podcast. I was like, that's so cool. He's so entertaining. I lo- Like, any kind of, like, artist – that's just gonna play a whole bunch of mashups and just like wants it to be a fun ass time like I can't wait to see him live one day I haven't been able to see that so it's gonna be such a good set oh yeah him and like Nitty Gritty the same thing like Nitty Gritty plays every same vibe it's just so fun always fun well thank you so much for chatting with me today girl it was awesome it was really cool to hear like all about what you're doing and the degree you're going for and I'm sure a lot of people are definitely interested in pursuing that or who are in it right now so I appreciate you uh shedding some light on it yeah of course (laughs) you got to plug uh where can everybody find you 
Everyone can find me at BB Howell on YouTube, bbhowell.com, at BB underscore Howell on Instagram, at BB Howell underscore on Twitter. And then my TikTok, I keep changing my username because (laughs) weird people are going to find it and judge me. But (laughs) one day it will be back to BB underscore Howell and we can all party on there too. Perfect. Yeah. EDM TikTok has been really fun. I think I'm going to have an upcoming episode um, with a big EDM TikToker. So that'll be coming out soon. (laughs) I I can't wait for that. But everybody listening, go show love and support. Bibi, hang tight. Everybody, I'll be back in a couple minutes with uh, EDM news and my songs of the week. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Bibi. I just adore her. She's so amazing and she always makes me smile and it was just so great getting to know her a little bit better and chat with her um, this summer. So again, go give her a follow at BB underscore Howell. Subscribe to her YouTube channel. Show her all the love. Tell her you came over there from Rave Culture Cast and shout her out. But yeah, super excited about that. It was really interesting just chatting about the different, you know, career paths you can sort of have and then sort of like what the challenges are right now um, given given the COVID pandemic that we're currently going through because I know this is not easy on any students listening right now. This is not the ideal situation. And I seriously like, you know, my hat's off to you guys just trying to like get through this right now. So with all of that being said, we are going to move on to EDM news because I have so much on this list. I just got to get into this. There's a lot, guys, so buckle up. Um, Okay, so first off, we had some cancellations, Lost Lands, Base Canyon, ACL uh, were the recent announcements. No surprise there. Uh, Bonnaroo was also canceled. Um, It had been rescheduled for September, but they announced that they will be doing a virtual festival. September 24th to the 27th and it says it's going to include some of their favorite moments from past and present along with some special surprises details coming very soon so you can follow the Bonnaroo um, Instagram account or just check check on their website for any updates on that Uh, in other festival news movement Detroit which was another one that was in May scheduled postponed excuse me to September they officially just canceled and they are going back on track Uh, for May 2021, and they announced a teaser lineup. Uh, Let me pull it up here. Um, It's a techno festival, you guys, if you aren't familiar. So you're going to have like the most incredible names in techno. So you've got Anna, Carl Craig, Goldie, back-to-back, LTJ, Bukum, featuring DRS, Doctors. Sorry if I fucked that up. (laughs) Cash Doll, Maceo Plex, DJ Minx, MK, Richie Houghton, Sama, Seth Troxler, test pilot and toki monster oh my god i was thinking about going to movement this year and i'm v sad i mean it wouldn't have happened but i'm sad i'm sad i've never experienced this festival i feel like it would be such a good time it's a big city festival and it's been around for a very long time so anyway that's what's going on with that we also have an announcement um from tomorrowland so they are doing their dreamville camping experience still this summer Um, So it says, obviously, Tomorrowland in Belgium was canceled due to coronavirus concerns, but they and they are doing a digital festival, which is obviously coming up the same weekend that Tomorrowland would have been. It's supposed to be incredible. You have to purchase tickets to go. I talked about that in in a past episode. But um, yeah, it's going to be called Green Fields and it's going to be a camping experience. This is on edmtunes.com. It's coming to Durbury, Belgium. For those of you who have never heard of this concept, Dreamville is a campsite where attendees live during the festival. There are typically a ton of activities to partake in and shops to purchase goods. This is going to be a glamping experience reimagined. 
from July 2nd through July 31st. There are camp packages available. There's eight different types of accommodations. And it says things are going to be like things that are offered are countless adventures, pub games, a special bar, and access to adventure park in Europe. Interesting. So I I don't know how they're going to do that with like everything going on. I'm assuming that there's going to be some sort of like social distancing happening, I would imagine, or maybe they're going to be like spacing out the tents. But uh, if you guys are in the area and you are a big Tomorrowland fan, you can still check out that camping experience. While we're on the topic of Tomorrowland, I'm just going to skip around here. Um, So the digital festival that they're having, they announced the theme, which I'm very excited about because they have like little butterflies in the past poster in the poster and I'm a basic bitch for butterflies I love them but essentially it's gonna it looks like it's this island that it's all taking place on so it's like a VR experience on this magical island called Papillon or I think I butchered that Papillonum (laughs) I can't guys I can't okay I'm gonna just read what they had on their um Twitter post It says, our new home. Ancient maps and some of the oldest books speak of a magical island long since forgotten that is home to all of the wonders of nature and can be found only by those who are pure of heart. In the middle of the ocean, undisturbed and untouched, lies Papillonum, the island where Mother Nature reigns and welcomes the people of tomorrow from all corners of the world to discover all of her miracles. About its inhabitants, nothing is known, but even from afar at sea, it is clear that Papillonum... Papillonmen? I can't. I can't. Has pristine beaches, sparkling night skies, breathtaking mountains, enchanted forests, and the most colorful sunsets. On the island, all of the world's most beautiful biotopes can be found within a single day trip. Visitors can experience all four seasons here. Ooh, that's interesting. Mother Nature herself makes sure all is in harmony and stimulates our five senses. Anyone come, who comes to celebrate life at the many magical locations of the island will be enveloped in freedom, purity, and music. Truly a visit. Oh, God, they keep putting the name. A visit to Papillonum, I can't, will be something to remember for a lifetime and no one who does so will return home unchanged. For it is said that those who visit this magical island will forever radiate the unique memories and intense love from the bottom of their hearts. That is friggin' beautiful. Honestly, if this was gonna be the theme of the actual festival, my heart actually aches for any of you guys who are gonna go. I wish I was gonna go this year because that theme alone sounds incredible. I I don't know. I've just been on like, sorry to go on a tangent. I've been on a Tomorrowland kick lately. I've been watching so many vlogs. I really want to go. I really want to go next year or the year after that, but I'm, I just really want to do a European festival now and it looks absolutely incredible. So one day soon, guys, I will, I will. Okay. Um, what else we have at outside lands 2021 is another festival that jumped on board with announcing a lineup early. So I think maybe some festivals, I don't know if they're going to sell tickets at this point, but maybe just to like stir up some attention for their events next year just gonna like drop lineups out of nowhere who knows if the event will even happen but if you guys are interested in that festival go check it out uh dirty bird campin let's chat about this so this event is happening it says september 4th to the 7th i think it i could be wrong i thought it was postponed to december but i guess i'm wrong but anyway they posted some graphics on their instagram account um yeah it's september 4th to the 7th in Orlando, Florida. So they have all of these guidelines for like health and safety now to, I guess, um, make sure that the event can happen and 
uh, follow all the rules and restrictions that the state currently has in place. Who knows what will happen? Because if cases keep going up in Florida, I wouldn't be surprised if this gets postponed. But anyway, face coverings are required. Temperature checks are required. Um, it's going to be limited capacity. Hand sanitizers are encouraged. Obviously, wash your hands. It's a cashless event, so you're going to have wristbands to pay. And then it says there are going to be floor markings and social distancing encouraged. I mean, at this point, it's all a guess. Who knows if that will work? I I would not feel comfortable going to an event at this point, especially something that large of a scale. In my humble opinion, the sooner we take this seriously and social distance and stay home, the sooner we'll be able to have things opening up and events coming back. It's just, I, I don't know. I think this is just getting worse and worse and no one's really paying attention. But anyway, that's just my humble opinion. Okay, some other news here. Sorry, guys, we have a lot. This is just was a little like back and forth. I don't think it was really anything big. The internet blows everything out of proportion. But Slander tweeted um, basically that they were going to be doing a melodic bass festival that they wanted it to be the theme of outer space and they wanted like their fans and people on Twitter to help them book artists for it. So like leave any suggestions that you guys would have. And then they tweeted after that, to every promoter thinking about copying our idea, we will always have this receipt. And then Seven Lions tweeted, this is funny to me, which go Seven Lions. I think that's hysterical. So there was just like a little back and forth. I don't know. I think it was a little friendly banter. I don't I would assume they're friends, but maybe I, I maybe I'm wrong and I, they're not. So then Slander was like, "This seems to imply that you're planning your own festival. That's awesome news. The scene needs more artist-based festivals. If you want to co-headline ours, we will co-headline yours." First of all, Slander, not calling you out here, but Seven Lions is king, and he already has his own festival, and you should know that. I'm sorry, as an artist in the exact same similar like genre you should probably know that um so jeff seven lions wrote back that's great dude stoked to see more melodic bass festivals just seems you're implying that you have the lockdown on this idea i've been doing my own festival called chronicles for two two years now even had one at the gorge that was supposed to be in a few weeks excited to see your vision and then they said no lockdown implied for you obviously we said promoters specifically in the tweet we were a bit worried smaller promoters would scoop up the idea we love you and your music so much and we can't wait for both of our visions to come to fruition once it's safe again so it was all squashed everything's all good it just was a little funny uh, banter going back and forth between the two of them but it's squashed now I don't really think it was a thing anyway but I'm just reporting on the news okay guys <laughs> don't shoot the messenger here all right Uh, Last thing I wanted to talk about, um, it's a bit longer, so just giving you guys a little bit of a trigger warning here. I'm going to be talking about sexual assault and allegations of rape um, because I do have to cover the story here that's developing currently about Space Jesus, which might not be news to some of you because some of these allegations actually happened over a year ago and it's sort of like resurfacing now with other people who have come forward. So I just want to say... This is a developing story. At this point, everything is an allegation, I believe. Um, But I just want to tell you like everything that's sort of gone on and what's happened since because a couple things have developed in the last few days. So basically, I'm sure some of you guys are familiar of what happened with Datsik a few years ago. Space Jesus um, is in that same company. He was on tour with him at the time that the allegations were brought up against Datsik. And there were some now being brought up against Space Jesus, which I guess his name, I think his name is Joshua Tull. And so he admittedly 
slept with a 17 year old he says unknowingly I'm going to get into that in a little bit but I'm just going to read from this article it says after facing allegations of sexual misconduct over the past two years space Jesus aka Joshua has once again found himself embroiled in controversy multiple people have come forward to allege that he engaged in sexual misconduct and predatory behavior during his time playing shows and festivals across the world the allegations against space Jesus are not the first Last year, he faced backlash over allegations stemming from a woman named Dia, during which Bleep Bloop spoke out against him. Prior to that, he faced sexual assault allegations while supporting Datsik on the Ninja Nation tour, though he later pulled out after learning of the allegations. So that's sort of like a quick rundown of what's been happening. Since then, um, there is an Instagram account called at Evidence Against Space Jesus, which were multiple accounts from different people that were sharing different experiences and situations that people were in with Joshua, all very similar scenarios and situations. The gist of what was being said is that he was essentially feeding people drugs and alcohol to purposely get these women fucked up. Um, There were a lot of accusations of him hooking up with underage girls And then since then, we've come to learn that there's more people coming forward with their experiences with this particular artist. And some of those allegations include statutory rape, forcing girls to have sex in front of his friends, harassment, assault, and more. One of the most incriminating, well, actually, since then, I should say, Space Jesus actually has released a statement now at this point. It was a three-page PDF response. This shit was so long, you can still read it. And then it also included folders of text message conversations with one girl in particular who I think was like um I believe they had dated previously but it was a lot of back and forth I don't really know if the text messages did anything to me other than he kind of seemed like very full of himself but that's the only thing I got out of it he has also put some tweets out I'm not sure if they're since deleted at this point but there was one comment that kind of like raised some eyebrows for me that I was like a little bit uh not very sure about. But one thing he did admit to that he tweeted, he said, in 2018, I slept with a person who I understood to be over 18 years old. I later found out that she was 17 years old. The age of consent in Oklahoma is 16. Nevertheless, had I known her real age, I would have never been intimate with her. Although I did not break any laws, I deeply regret this incident and wish I would have been wiser in taking the necessary precautions to confirm that the partner I slept with at the time was in fact over 18. Now, I don't know how old Space Jesus is, but that comment alone, like, even if the consent of sex is 16 in Oklahoma, what the fuck are you doing hooking up with a 16 or 17 year old? Like, doesn't that raise some eyebrows for people like that? sentence being like well I didn't really break any laws in itself is fucking creepy to me at like the baseline so right there and then and there I'm just kind of like okay his judgment is a little bit questionable a 17 year old also looks pretty fucking young so anyway I'm gonna save my judgment till the end here he also went on to do an AMA on Reddit which I hear was a little bit all over the place people said it wasn't really they didn't really get much out of it it was kind of pointless um, and people were just going back and forth asking him questions And then since then, another person that was linked to him at one point is Liquid Stranger. I believe they were friends. And he came out with a statement and said, I've always tried to hold myself, my team, and Wakan to a very high standard. I'm an advocate for empowering women and equal justice and inclusion of all people, regardless of their walks of life. Music has been our therapy, and we have worked tirelessly to create outlets for people to enjoy and push base culture. Everyone needs to be aware of how their actions affect other people. I'm calling on everyone to be accountable for their actions space jesus is being accused of actions that are intolerable we cannot ignore the women who are accusing him of these actions and he must address them 
It has been over two years since Space Jesus released music on Wakan. We rarely speak. We've been on separate paths and walks of life for a long time. If I had witnessed anyone acting in this manner, I would have intervened. Um, some other artists have come forward. I know like Hero Bus tweeted something. And again, Bleep Bloop is an artist who had come out about him in the past. And I mean, if you guys want, like you can just Google his name and read everything for yourself. The one thing I do want to say here when there's smoke there's fire I think the company you keep says a lot about you as well um so there's something like sus about that in general to me especially with everything that happened with Datsik and Space Jesus being on that exact same tour that all those allegations were brought up I also want to mention that the DJ Thriftworks um is now also being accused of sexual assault and rape, but that is a developing story. So I will keep you guys posted as soon as I have more information on what's going on with that. I just saw some posts on Twitter. Um, But I just really want to quickly, this is just an in general statement, not just about Space Jesus, but I want to say this loud and clear so the people in the back can hear. There are so many incredible artists in this community who lead by example, who treat women with respect and would never take advantage of their position of power or take advantage of a fan or do anything of this sort support those artists go to their shows buy tickets to their things support their music stream it watch their live streams like those are the people we can support there's plenty to go around we ain't got to worry about anybody else you know what I mean like to me if there's enough people corroborating stories like I'm good I never listened to Space Jesus anyway I'm not going to listen to him now I have no interest I would never plan to see him Same goes for Datsik. I also just want to say, because I get a little frustrated in general when I see, you know, sexual assault allegations against anybody. You know, just because you're a fan of an artist doesn't mean you need to blindly follow them. Do the research yourself. Read everything. Read all of the stories. Look at the company that these people keep. Gather all the information before you make your judgment. You shouldn't just blindly follow an artist because you love their music and you support them. They can make mistakes. We're all human. And for the people, because I was reading some of the AMA comments, for the people who say there's no hard evidence, I just got to say, especially if you're a guy listening, do you know how little evidence there typically is in situations of sexual assault? There almost is never any. Um, A lot of women are scared to come forward and share their stories, especially against somebody in a position of power who has a lot of fans because obviously they know this is the exact scenario. They're going to be told that they're liars and that that never happened. So when enough people come forward and the situations are all very similar and it's the same sort of deal about one person and other people in their circle have also been accused of similar things, to me that that's enough. Um, so I just, to everybody listening, just hit pause, listen to every side of the story and decide for yourself. But here on this podcast, we believe people who come forward especially when there are enough I do believe in you are innocent until proven guilty which is why I'm going to be following this story very closely and will keep you updated if any other changes happen but I just wanted to say all that I will get off my soapbox now but it's just a little frustrating to see some people um, immediately writing off um, people who come forward and share their stories and experiences especially painful ones so anyway good riddance We're going to move on here to um, my songs of the week, but I'm going to take a quick break. Alrighty, you guys, here we go. We're going to end off the podcast on a positive note. I have so many good song recommendations this week. Again, if you guys are not familiar, every Friday morning I add to my Spotify, Spotify playlist, excuse me, New Music Friday. 
It's all the latest releases in EDM that I'm a big fan of. Uh, I usually try and do a mix of all genres, but it's like the biggest tracks coming out and some newer artists you may not have heard of. So feel free to follow that on Spotify. Uh, This week, I am obsessed with number one, the new Hilo release, which is Oliver Heldon's alias. Love Hilo is like my favorite. I'm completely obsessed. His song Zeus just came out. I believe it was released on Mousetrap. Um, I think he's been playing this song in some of his live stream sets because I recognize this beat, but it's like absolutely filthy. It's giving you like those tech house vibes. Really, really great track for summer. I'm a big fan of that. Um, second, I gotta say the goat gar, gar- <laughs> the goat gar, the goat Armin van Buren. His song Hollow. The second drop in that song is so fucking good. Like such a great. like just such a great track in general it gets me hype it's one of those songs that like I cannot wait to hear finally one day live so again hollow by Armin Van Buren uh third I gotta shout out Sunny Federa and Dom Dalla which you know it's gonna be incredible house track their new song moving blind you guys filthy like filthy dirty house like it's just so good I want to hear that in like a club in a dark club a sweaty environment it's amazing. It's a great song to shuffle to. So again, Dom Dalla and Sunny Fodara moving blind. And then Lash, I can't talk today, guys. It's been a very long day. I'm sorry. I'm like getting hot. The air conditioning isn't on. <laughs> Lastly, the song Blackout. It's not a new release, but I'm a big fan recently. It's by the Disco Godfathers. Again, they are an upcoming guest on the podcast, a Canadian duo. Super incredible kind of bass house kind of vibe um, but they also do a little bit of everything you guys will meet them in a few weeks uh, they do a little dubstep and rhythm as well but um, big fan they're the nicest guys so I really want to show them some support so go follow the disco godfathers and tell them you guys came over from rave culture cast and specifically listen to the song blackout big fan of that one so you guys we made it to the end of the episode here I know we covered a ton but um I really really appreciate you sticking with me I know we had a long EDM news segment but thank you all for hearing me out and for listening to some of the tough topics because we got to cover them but I appreciate you guys being here if you could rate and review on iTunes anyone who writes a review thank you so much it makes a huge difference it helps people discover the podcast so thank you for doing that go ahead and subscribe on my YouTube channel Emma Capotis Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RaveCultureCast and at Emma Capotis. And of course, you guys, lastly, join the Facebook group. It's an incredible community. Get to meet other Rave Culture Cast fam members. Uh, and we've got some exciting announcements coming out this summer that I'm currently working on. Oh, and don't forget to tell a friend and tag us in your Instagram stories. Uh, I see all you new people popping up tagging me, and I really, really appreciate the love. So that's all I've got for you guys. Stay happy and healthy, and I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Bye, guys. (laughs) 